You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, New York Giants fans, Ed Valentine and Emily Iannacone of Big Blue View here to review yet another New York Giants loss, this time a 21-6 loss at the hands of the Dallas Cowboys, giving the Giants a record of 4-10, giving them their fifth consecutive double-digit loss season. Morning, M. I am I am just full of good news this morning. <laughs> I know, Ed, you're so much cheerier than I expected after yesterday's game. <laughs> oh, I'm always happy. I and mean, you know, when when you when you get when you get to be my age, Em, and you wake up in the morning, you gotta feel good. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> what can I what can I tell you? What can I tell you? So so Em, I have mm-hmm. to start with this. Did you did you know I I was fortunate yesterday because of the Giants because of the COVID situation mm-hmm. around the NFL, which is not a laughing matter, obviously. The Giants made all of yesterday's player access, post-game access, press conference with Joe Judge. They made all of that remote. Mm-hmm. So yours truly got to stay home, watch the game in his nice comfy living room with my with my makeshift little office that I move out to the living room in front of the TV for for away games. Mm-hmm. So I got to stay nice and warm yesterday. But I I have to start with, you know, you know how how was the free soda? <laughs> the free soda. <laughs> we did not participate in the free soda giveaway that the Giants coordinated. Um, Good for you. Was that that a matter of principle that you did not participate? We were protesting. We were protesting. (laughs) No, see, 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 you should have taken the soda and requested multiple refills that you just kept pouring into the ground because you should have been costing John Mara money. Right. I, I, I didn't understand it because it was a, one. I think it'd be one thing if it was a free hot chocolate. I feel like then I'm a little bit more on board. I'm not totally on board. But it well, was cold yesterday. I didn't want a cold soda at the game. Well, you know, I I had a better suggestion that that I ran by Chris and I mentioned in my in my things I think column last night. My suggestion was that the Giants should have given out Dave Gettleman bobbleheads so that fans would have had something to smash and take out their anger with. Absolutely. <laughs> it's funny you say that because my cousin yesterday, he was like, my favorite game of the year was when they gave out the Eli Manning bobblehead. And I was, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, yes, that was a top yeah. moment 
that yeah. that was really yeah. it. So yeah. having an, a bobblehead that you can engage with, like smashing yeah. it, it's even it's perhaps even better. <laughs> yeah, I, I I thought I thought the, the few Giants fans in attendance yesterday would would have appreciated that. Mm-hmm. And I, but I'm I'm sure you were also right. drowning in a sea of Cowboys fans. Right. You know, it was it was so bad yesterday. Em, from I'm watching the game on TV. Evan Ingram drops a pass that would have gone for a first down for the Giants, mm-hmm. and there were no boos. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, that's that's how bad it was. There, there, there were no audible boos to be heard. I have, I have to say, it was confusing at times because I think when I, I would like bend down. I, I, we did get hot chocolate, so I was bending down to get my hot chocolate, or if I was looking at the scoreboard or something, if I missed something on the field, I heard cheering and I was like, yeah, I, I clapped because I, assumed, <laughs> you know, I'm in giant stadium. It must be good. Something I missed something good in the brief second. I, you know, looked away and I quickly realized, Oh no, 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 no. Those are all Cowboys fans clapping. And I'm just clapping about a one yard game right now for the Giants. So I, I was like, well, I to pay more attention. Well. Considering the way they played offense, maybe you should have been clapping anyway. <laughs> it's true. It's, it's true. No, exactly. I, I, it really did. It forced me to pay a little bit more attention because I was like, oh, I was. We were surrounded by Cowboys fans. I think we had two Giants fans in front of us, and there's a lot of season ticket holders around us. And I guess most people sold sold their tickets. We were we were surrounded. There was well, a flag, I, a Cowboys flag behind me. I, I I feel bad for you, M, but. <laughs> but you know, I, I I was nice and cozy in my living room last mm-hmm. night. So mm-hmm. you know, and and I could get my own soda and my own beverages. So so, but yeah. you know, I, look, we have to talk about the game a little bit, and 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 we're not going to spend a whole lot of time <laughs> dissecting this game because it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. just not worth it. It was another pitiful Giants offensive performance. Another game where we saw the defense play as well as it could have under the circumstances. And I feel bad for this defense because it's a defense that is not filled with superstars, but it's a defense that remains good enough to to be part of a competitive NFL team. But I, I think I think we've learned one thing over the last three weeks, Em. One thing since Daniel Jones has been out of the lineup. I think that Mike Glennon is a terrible NFL quarterback. And and I use the term NFL quarterback only because he gets a uniform. Right. Loosely. Very, very loosely. Um yesterday was was very very bad. Uh, I I kept saying how I missed Colt McCoy. I mean, what a guy! He looks great right now. Daniel Jones looks great. All of all of their our other quarterback options looks look great. I think the biggest question in relation to Mike Glennon that's worth really talking about is why didn't we see Jake Fromm sooner? I that was the only thing that really was keeping me there as a fan. I I was like, well, this would be exciting at least to see what happens and. It took until the final minutes of the fourth quarter. I so that to me is all that's even really worth saying because he was he was really he was really bad yesterday. I mean, receivers obviously weren't weren't catching the ball whatsoever. 
four and like four turnovers in the game. He had three interceptions. I mean, his quarterback rating was below 25. I mean, two of two of those throws, um, two of those throws, the last two interceptions, the first one. I thought he held the ball a little bit too long, but the first one really wasn't his fault. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have to do a better job at least trying to block someone than Will Hernandez did on that play. But the, the last two, I'm sorry, those are the kind of throws that you watch on Saturday morning when you go to a J a high school JV game. Yeah. You know, the, 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 the interception thrown in the direction of Sterling Shepard, why he let that ball go, I will never know. And what zip code he thought he was throwing it to, I will never know. Mm-hmm. And, and and the one to to Kenny Galladay, did he did he suddenly think that he was Pat Mahomes? I, I just I don't know what he was doing on, on those plays. No, no, sometimes inaction is the best form of action. And I don't think that Mike Glennon really understood that concept yesterday. I mean, it's it's clearly an offense acting out of desperation in a lot of ways, and it has been for weeks. I think Glennon embodied that yesterday in a much stronger sense, you know, than we've seen from just one player, because the whole unit has been bad. But yesterday was just particularly bad for him. I mean, the, so the offense has been bad in general since, I mean, even with Jason Garrett, but even without Jason Garrett. And I just think Glennon was particularly bad. Uh, but I think even with a bad offense, he he's, like you said, he's just not a good backup quarterback. I mean, Joe Judge said after the game, we'll have a conversation about next week. I don't know what conversation needs to be had. There's no reason like Glennon should even get a start in a game that doesn't even matter for the Giants. There's just, there's no reason for it. We should at least see what else, what our other options are at this point. Absolutely. I'm with you. I miss Colt McCoy. I don't understand why the Giants thought Mike Glenn was a better option, but, but that horse has kind of left the barn at this point. And yes. and, And, and having a really good season when he's been called upon to play, but you're absolutely right. There is no reason for Jake Fromm not to play. I don't care if he only knows two thirds of the offense or 60% of the offense, which is what they said on the broadcast last night. Um, There's just no reason for Mike Glennon to play. I don't know what Jake Fromm is. Maybe Joe judge doesn't know what Jake Fromm is. Jake Fromm looks like a guy who. A little bit like Kyle Lawletta was when Kyle Lawletta was with the Giants is a guy that doesn't have a big arm, needs to throw the ball on time and on target, mm-hmm. All has a little bit of athleticism, all of those kinds of things. But And Jake Fromm's not going to be your starting quarterback next year. We know that. But throw the fans a bone. Let the kid play. Find out if he can be part of your quarterback room next year. Mm-hmm. And 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 at, at the very least, the guy understands the purpose of having wide receivers on a football team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. I mean, 
what Glennon had 99 passing yards in the game and Fromm had 82. He he came into the game, he completed four straight passes, six of 12 for 82 yards. At least two of his passes also were dropped. So, I, I mean, he obviously it's a very short sample size, but that's exactly what you were just saying. We don't really know what we have with Jake Fromm. So let's just see because it's got to be better or at least more interesting than watching Mike Glennon. I mean, it's it's this is almost the only positive of being a losing team is that you can kind of experiment and you have now you have nothing more to lose. Right. So we might as well. And if it's not better, nothing ventured, nothing gained, exactly. then you know that that you need to add to the quarterback room next year. Right. Because you know, then then you'll know that that Fromm's not your not a capable number two. Mm-hmm. So, or maybe after three games, you'll know that that he is a capable right. number two, and you can cross one need off the list because exactly. there there certainly are a whole lot of of needs going into the off season. Absolutely. But uh, you know, breaking down Sunday's game is a little bit pointless, M, because mm-hmm. we know where we're at. It's four and ten. It it's a it's a sinking ship. It's five consecutive double-digit loss seasons. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think we need to talk about talk about some other things. The first thing I just want to talk about is I felt so bad for Sterling Shepard at the end of last night's game. As soon as I saw the replay of what happened to Sterling Shepard, I knew what it was. I knew that it was a mm-hmm. torn Achilles tendon. And I mean, th- this is not about me, but I have personal experience with torn Achilles tendons. I've done it twice. Mm-hmm. I know what it looks like. And and as soon as I saw the replay, I was like, that's a torn Achilles tendon. Yeah. And and I, I, I've always liked Shep. I've always admired the fact that he's been a stand-up guy. But I think we not only saw the end of his season last night, I think we saw the end of his Giants career. Yeah. I, I think we probably did. Um, you know, I know on Big Blue View, we detailed the cap situation and the, and the different cap cap hits that come with Shepard's contract. He still has two years remaining. But long story short, the Giants can save the most in cap space by cutting him this offseason. Um, and it's 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 frustrating. I mean, I, I, you do. You, you have to feel bad for him. He has, in his career, has not been a healthy player he played in seven games this season and that's kind of been par for the course throughout his career he he hasn't completed many full full seasons um and so unfortunately because the Giants are going to be in need of such cap space and are going to need to do a lot of restructuring there it, it likely was I mean and it's the most it's the smartest thing that we unfortunately probably don't see Shepard again which is a shame as you can't control injuries but he's just been so susceptible to them that it's just, it's not really in the giant's best interest at this point. No, it's not. And it comes back to a point that you raise every single week is that the giants have to do something, not only about the cap, but something about trying to identify players who have a chance to stay healthy. And, and Shep has a, I think it's a six year body of work now. Mm-hmm. that that shows us that he 
generally doesn't make it through a season and and you you just can't continue to to try to rely and try to build an offense around those kinds of players so as as much as i feel bad for him i think shepherd is the last remaining tie to the 2016 playoff team on the giants roster which wow. is utterly amazing yeah wow. wow i i i think we said goodbye to sterling shepherd last night yeah i i think that you're right that's kind of jarring to think about that he's the last remnant of that team that just also feels so so long ago at this point but even then that's he was younger in his career he showed more promise that that was just a completely different time than where we are now i am nothing against sterling shepherd i mean I, I want him on the field. It's it's a shame that this is how how it's ending, but I just think this is this is how it's playing out at this point. And like I mean, like you just said, we just we need to invest our time in players who have, you know, a tendency to stay on the field. Someone like Leonard Williams yesterday, who a guy who's a guy who I think a lot of other players with a similar injury wouldn't have wouldn't have played and he played. And I'm not saying, you know, if someone's hurt, they shouldn't play, obviously, of course. But that's someone who doesn't miss a lot of time, you know, and we we need to sort of find guys more like that, that we can build around moving forward, um, especially in the receiving core, which has just been so decimated this season. And unfortunately, I think it's, it's an unceremonious end for Shepard, but I just think it's the smartest thing for the Giants to do at this point. Yeah, and, and I'm glad you brought up Leonard Williams because I, I put – Williams in the kudos and wet willies with a kudos this morning, not because he played spectacularly. He played pretty well. He played like Leonard Williams, mm -hmm. but he played with one arm. He played with a triceps injury. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that injury is for certain, but there's a belief that it's a torn triceps and he played with a massive brace on his arm. He probably shouldn't be out there. The Giants were four and nine. Right. But there's no reason. <laughs> but he wanted to keep his streak of never having missed an NFL game. That was his 109th straight game. And I asked him last night. He was he was part of the media availability last night. And I asked him why it was important to him to be out there. And he said that these are his teammates. He wants to be there for his teammates. He wants to be part of this. And he feels like it's important for him to be on the field if it's at all possible for him to be on the field. Mm -hmm. And I just, I, I gained a ton of respect for him last night because you know he was playing with one arm yeah. And he admitted as much. He said, you know, he said, there's players agents around the league telling them not to do this. If I had said that I, that I didn't want to play with this injury, there's not a coach in the league that would have batted an eye, mm -hmm. you know, and, and tried to force me to play. He said, but I want to be out there. Mm -hmm. I want to play for these guys. I want to be on the field with these guys and, and I just, I love that attitude so much. It makes me glad that Williams is a giant yeah. and it, and it, I gained so much respect for him just for doing that, that, that he deserves to be applauded. Absolutely. I think it's, it's something that you can hang your hat on. It's the type of attitude that I think Joe Judge talked about wanting to create within the Giants and 
finally, it sort of seems like we have a player exemplifying that. I, I think oftentimes when you are in a position like this in a season where it's hard to find a purpose, it's hard to really know what matters here. I think you look at Leonard Williams' performance and I, I sometimes I, I just, I think that how you do anything is how you do everything. You know, the small things are really what, what matter the most and are reflective of a larger progression or larger signs of growth. And that, that is a bright spot. Like you said, it's not like it jumped off the stat sheet. You know, it wasn't necessarily game changing or difference making, but that to me is an actual bright spot. And what was just a really kind of sad day for the giants, just because he, he just wanted to be out there, you know, it feels like out of respect to fans, out of respect to his teammates, out of respect to coaches. And, and that's something that, like you said, that you can actually be proud of, which I feel like is not a feeling we have very often as Giants fans this season. I'm just hoping John Mara brought him a free soda. <laughs> he that. Yes, he, he did. That. Yes, he did. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Em, you mentioned Joe Judge, and and we talk about Joe every week. And and what I want what I want to talk about it it's more and more obvious each week that the Giants want to bring Joe back, and mm-hmm. and I think that I think they will. We can argue about whether they should or shouldn't, but at this point, I still believe that they will. Yeah. But what I, what I want to ask you about is your thoughts on what former Raiders CEO Amy Trask said about about Joe last night. And I, and I have to pat myself on the back. First, yes, shout Be, because, out. Because <laughs> the whole Amy Trask's whole rant and an anti-judge rant that I saw that I listened to on ESPN radio during the week last week this whole thing about judges 1687 word answer which took more than 6 minutes came from a question that i threw at him during his his monday press availability a week ago mm-hmm. and and i am uh, i i'm getting a kick out of the fact that it's still getting play around the national media mm-hmm. so 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 i'm 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 patting myself on the back for for teeing joe up and 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 allowing him to uh to to thrill us all with his six plus minute speech. Yes. So, but 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 Amy Trask took him to task last night saying mm-hmm. basically saying you know y- you have to be kidding me with this quick fix stuff and you know you've been and you've been here for 29 games. You know what's gotten fixed. Mm-hmm. And you know, and I just She's absolutely right because I keep looking for, I've said it many times, I keep looking for for Joe to give ownership a reason to keep him other than we think he's a great leader. We think he holds this team together. There's got to be more. There's got to be more. 
and and I know that the Giants are beaten up, and I know you can say that they play hard and all that kind of stuff, but but the performance doesn't get better. It it seems to get worse. They seem to get less and less competitive, and they seem to make the same mistakes. And 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 it just it makes me shake my head. So after my long-winded speech, you know, go ahead and talk about your, your thoughts on, on what Amy Trask said. I I feel like long-winded is is the theme here. The fact that we know the word count, the sixteen hundred eighty-seven words of judges' answer, the fact that that is headline worthy. Is- I did not I did not count them. I just copied and pasted the whole thing into a Google Doc to sure. see how many words it came up with. Now mm-hmm. I don't know what. I don't know what word count thing NJ.com is using, mm-hmm. but NJ.com swears it's 1688 words. Oh, controversy. But, but I'm I'm sticking with 1687 because that's what Google says. That's right. what that's what my Google Docs say. Right. And it was your question. So <laughs> exactly. Let, let's go with that. The word count is exactly. very important here. Yes, it um, is. I mean, it it's almost the fact that. You had to even take the time to copy and paste something into a Word doc to check how long the length was that Amy Trask is talking about it last night on CBS Sports. The fact that this is even what we're talking about is the problem. You know, I understand <laughs> that it doesn't make sense to really dissect this game. This was a this was a silly game, and we're four and ten. And you know, at this point, the end of the season is in sight, and that's the focus. I completely I understand that. I just think the fact that it has gotten to this point where we are talking about judges talk, like we're talking about how much he, how long he took to answer a question and he went on and on and on and still really didn't say anything. You know, I I would weirdly feel better if he gave a Bill Belichick type of answer and, and, and kind of said nothing and let the performance on the field just speak for itself. I mean, I think, I think she's right. I think she is. She's right to call him out. Um, is it's absolutely what's gone on like the quick fix. He's had enough time. We talked about that on the podcast last week. We, that you have to look no further than the NFC East to see how first year coaches can start to turn around a team in their first couple of years with a team. So it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, take a lot of looking around to see examples of that. And that judge is not living up to expectations whatsoever. Um, But I just think the fact that we are even here, the fact that we even need to talk about it once, once a coach becomes more headline worthy than the players and the play on the field, then that's something. And that's, that's part of the problem. You know, I feel like that's, that's the larger issue in some ways, as much as the giants want to be right about him. Oh, I I agree, and 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 each week I find it harder and harder to to come up with an argument. And, and I think I said last week, you know, if if Joe was a political candidate, you, you would say that he was a candidate who's running a really really bad campaign. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I each each week it gets harder and harder for me to come up with an argument other than. The Giants don't want to fire another coach after two years, so mm-hmm. let's give him another year. And that's not a good enough argument. It's no. just not. Not in the NFL. It's not. No, no, it's not. No. And <laughs> hey, you know the the other thing that came out Sunday was a CBS report, and and let me say this: I 
I'm never sure how trustworthy Jason LaCanfora of CBS Sports is because because he winds up being wrong more often than he's right, as as far as I can tell. But LaCanfora reported that Kevin Abrams will basically get strong consideration if Dave Gettleman does retire, resign, get fired, whatever, at, at the end of the season. And I didn't need a national NFL insider to tell me that it's it's Kevin Abrams is absolutely going to get an interview. He's absolutely a strong candidate knowing the way that, that the giants ownership operates. Someone is going to have to come in and interview for that job and blow the giants away and prove to them that they can, that, that that person can be better than Kevin Abrams in order for Abrams not to get that job. And, and I guess, you know, my, what I want to ask you is, are you one of those people who would be mortified by the Giants after the last decade of, of ineptitude turning inside for another answer? Yeah, I think that's the ultimate question you have to ask yourself. You don't even need name specifics in some ways. To me, the question is, do we go inside or do we look external? That. That's really the pressing question. I I understand giving someone an interview, but I have to say that looking external feels like the most sense to me at this point. I just feel like it makes the most sense for the Giants to to really get fresh perspective and to really get someone who, you know, is probably with another team in some capacity and can just bring something completely different into the room. I think if the Giants had what felt like a strong foundation and a strong working off point, I mean, like Washington did this in their first season, Ron Rivera coached, and then they hired a GM and then they made more, you know, executive front office decisions. Um, And I think that's a, I think that's a smart strategy, but they did all of this externally, you know, they looked elsewhere for all of it. And I think, that I'm not not saying that's necessarily, you know, Washington's not having the craziest season, but I just think that's not a bad model. And the Giants case is to kind of start to look more external, perhaps build around what you do have and identify your strengths. And if we're keeping judge, okay, we're keeping judge, but then let's, let's get someone who can try to complement that or challenge it or just for some type of growth. I, you know, I don't know how the inner workings of the Giants work, obviously, but I, I just have to, I think my gut instinct would be that looking external is kind of the next right thing. Yeah, what I have said is that I feel like I would really like to see the Giants cast a wide net. I would like to mm-hmm. see them look around the league. You look at, you know, longtime executives who maybe haven't been GMs and and, and try to get other perspectives Mm -hmm. obviously i again it doesn't take a national nfl insider to figure out that that there will be candidates out there who tell the giants if you're keeping joe judge then i would then i would rather pass on on this interview because i want to bring my own head coach And, and i get that but there are only 32 of these jobs. 
There are only a couple of them that come available every year in terms of, of GM opportunities. There are a lot of quality candidates out there who would take this job and who would do a good job in it, I think. Now, I, I can't identify each and every one of them, but there are a lot of good executives out there who would love an opportunity and who would not be turned off by Joe Judge because you you bring in a new GM and it's a one-year showcase for Joe is exactly what it is. It's a one-year showcase. Do the job, show you can work with the GM, show you guys can be on the same page. And if you can't, the GM is staying and the coach is going. And that's mm-hmm. that's the reality of it. So mm-hmm. I, I think that there would be plenty of qualified quality candidates who would who would take that job but in the end i will not be surprised in the least if the job gets handed to kevin abrams not in the least yeah i i wouldn't either just because it's the giants way you know so i i completely understand why you say it i think it's it's i'm sure a lot of teams look internally first i just think that particularly for the giants that is their preferred way of going. I just think when something is this dire, like clearly this is really not, not going well. I mean, double digit losses in five straight seasons is, is bad. I mean, now we, this is really bad. I think, you know, if you have a couple of these seasons, three of these seasons, then maybe yes. Okay. We, we, we practice a little bit of patience, but I just think we're at the point now where completely flipping the switch and kind of trying to start anew and, and build from it is, is kind of the way to go. And that's why I just feel like looking for other perspectives and looking elsewhere, like you said, casting a wide net is not even just the smartest, but the most responsible thing to do um, just to see what other people can offer. Because at this point, what the Giants are doing has for years not worked. And so I just think we've reached a breaking point a little bit. And I think if it's not treated as such as a fan, that's, that's kind of hard to wrap your head around. Cause it would, I think not really casting that wide net reflects a lack of urgency a little bit. And I, I think this is as urgent a situation as you get in the NFL. So feel like it's time. <laughs> but, but, you know, we're, we're right back where we started him, you know, maybe, Kevin Abrams and John Mara and Steve Tisch will walk around and hand out the free soda next year. <laughs> there we go. There we go. That, that might be a little bit more interesting. <laughs> all right. Em, I think we have, we have reached the end here. I think we've hit pretty much all of the topics that we need to hit giants fans. Please uh, subscribe to, to our show here on YouTube and on Big Blue View Radio if you're listening on, a, on our podcast platform. Thank you, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. 
Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on the <laughs> No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.